episode number 167 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Lewis Walker and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Lewis, we we, we have a, a replacement of, of Tom this week uh, due to him not being available. And uh, yeah, you're, you, you, I wouldn't call you the sloppy seconds. I would call you the... <laughs> it's uh I'm, I'm sure that it's going to be a slightly uh different dynamic but but equally uh really exciting to to have you on the show as a co-host so, hey. Thank so you. yeah no great great on. to be back it's it's been a long time i think kyle since i've been on the show it, it has uh, by popular demand we we, we keep to, you, by popular demand not to be on the show is that what you're saying <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, we, we, I think I said this many a time. We 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 get so many requests for Lewis to come back and and talk, you know, do some more doc talks uh, episodes. So you never know; you might even get one tonight. Uh, all about mindset. So it will be kind of mm. short and sweet, uh, but hopefully it'll be certainly um, interesting for most of you, I'm sure. Uh, and it's one one topic that has opened my eyes to you know to the mindset of of training and certainly racing as well and it's he's helped Lewis has helped me a lot in terms of you know how I approach a race and how I approach training as well so uh yeah it'll be super interesting well well you say you're saying mindset it's going to be a short session I could talk for hours on mindset <laughs> Kyle so we probably probably need to divide it up and uh I, I'm, I'm angling to come back for for a few more there you go. So yeah, you're gonna to have to keep listening, folks, um, and you're just gonna to have to keep, you know, knocking on that door of, of Lewis Walker's. Uh, we won't give away your home address just in case you get many face-to-face requests asking uh, <laughs> to, to get me to to A to B in a race. Eh? So yeah. Well, but you'll you'll get you'll get a lot of really good stuff tonight. So yeah. just keep tuned in. Exciting. So just, uh, I suppose, just to set the scene. So if anyone doesn't know, Lewis Walker, he is my coach and he's been coaching me for about how many years now? It must be. Oh, it's more than a decade, decade. probably. Yeah, 10 years, a bit more, maybe. Yeah, he's he's pulling his hair out right now as we speak. I've got got none left. That's it. But hey, was, I'm, I'm looking at you and you've not got an awful lot left either now. Kyle. You know it's either that I mean, or you cut it very short for it, it makes it, the light just makes it shine, you know. You, ah, right. You okay. Them. I actually need a haircut, you know. So I've got I thought like, I thought it was the chamois leather that you used to kind of <laughs> kind of shine it up beforehand. Oh yeah, exactly. Just for the face for the podcast, eh? Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, so you you know. <laughs> I suppose before we, you know, that it's today is really going to be about chatting all things, um, yeah, all, all things mindset, but also looking at some of the the results over the past weekend, um, but also doing a national cross country championships preview, which uh, I'm super excited about, which is taking place in in Falkirk this Saturday. Um, I'm lacing up my, my my I was going to say my spikes, but I put my spikes on for the first time this week and uh they're too small for me so i don't know why that is Lewis. You, <laughs> why, why if i if, if I, well, well medically speaking your nose and your ears get bigger as you grow older <laughs> but i don't I, I don't know about feet well i, I don't know <laughs> they're, they're not supposed to i know there's two things i think it's either they've shrunk in the you know in the airing cupboard because it's quite warm in there um or b my feet are flat a flat, I've got flat feet because I've potentially um, 
maybe put on weight. I don't know. I don't think I have. <laughs> well, it, it, quite quite interestingly, you may find that in the much more cushioned shoes that you wear, yeah, and you don't get you clearly don't get the same ground contact with the soles of your feet. And there's a lot of evidence that so, so for example, if you were to go barefoot or run barefoot after a period of time, and I'm not suggesting you do this, but after a period of time, your feet would actually shrink in again, you know, because you'd be using the small muscles in your feet ah. and you, your feet would get just more compact and a bit more contracted. Ah, okay. so, so there's a lot of medical evidence for that. Ah, okay. Uh, that makes a lot of sense because um, uh, I think uh, the listeners would be no doubt bored of it, but I have been trying to to mix um, some kind of more barefoot trainers or zero um, percent type shoes, wearing some of them along with some of the, the cushion shoes and okay. the carbon shoes, and I think it for me anyway. I do think I've got a bit more strength back in my feet. Um, I think it's a good idea to rotate shoes and yeah. and and rotate different types of shoes and just get a wee bit different biomechanical. Uh, stress, you know, that's that's not the same repetitively all the time. Because, you know, particularly when you're running a lot of miles, if you're running 80 to 100 miles a week, that's a lot of repetitive uh, stress going through your body and uh, and it comes through your feet. So, um, so good to rotate the shoes. Interesting. Now, it's, um, I think there's also a little bit of, when, when you talk about the shoe as well, if you wear a shoe for like a 10 mile run, say on a Monday and then you wear it on the Tuesday, it still hasn't recovered from the, you know, the, the cushioning hasn't kind of rebounded itself. So the, the, I think that's another potential uh, reason to, to rotate them as well, I would imagine. So, so good reasons to rotate. And I have to say, it's only this year that I've started using the, uh, the new super shoes. And I have, I have oh, to say I'm a convert now. I used to I used to think I will never wear them. I'm not <laughs> going to wear them. I'm going to stick to what I was doing. Yeah. And then I wore them and I'll never go back. <laughs> no, it makes a phenomenal difference. I like um, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's line that up as well then. Um, you know, you you, you took a, a bit of a, I wouldn't say a sabbatical off, off racing. Well, actually I would because, you know, a bit of a sabbatical off racing. And the first time I met you, Lewis, Probably not the first time, but the first time we kind of chatted was at the the Riverness 10K. Like it must have been about yeah, about twelve years ago, or maybe yeah, about twelve years ago. And uh, I ended up winning the 10K, and you you won the Vets 50, I think it was. Um, and yeah, no, I think I think that would be right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and obviously that was kind of the the first time we chatted, and um, and then you you know you you still you you were still training and and running, but it's only been the last kind of couple of years you've you've done a few you know you've got back into serious I mean maybe not serious running training let I'll let you sort of tee this one up but um you know you're you, you've done a couple of races now and uh well I, no, hold on I've only done I've only done the one race oh have you only I, done the one I thought yeah. you did another one so so I stopped being a GP about just over a year ago yeah and I vowed I would get back into running, Kyle. So to be fair, I've been running 50 miles a week on average for yeah. just for about 13 months now. And uh, so, which I've really enjoyed because I, I, I really enjoy running and I really enjoy kind of practicing the kind of training sessions that I give to folk. I, I do them as well, albeit, you know, uh, a couple of minutes a mile slower. Yeah. And then I thought I would um, I would run the Inverness 10K again uh, this year. And I was the first. So the last time I'd run it was actually a decade previously. 
What's that? Jesus. And, uh, and so I, but I did have my, my super duper um, new shoes on, my vapor flies. Is it the vapor flies? <laughs> no, you don't have the alpha flies. It's the vapor flies. Hey, hey the, the, the alpha flies are coming tomorrow. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, we, a special wee prezi to myself. Oh, yeah. oh nice. But, but I, so I stuck the vapor flies on and um, I, I just hammered around, uh, hammered around a 10K in just on 40 minutes, just over wow. 40 minutes. Yeah. And uh, I kind of wandered away and I met Graham Lane. Yeah. yeah. And, and Graham and I were at school together donkeys years ago. And ah. Graham had run the race as well. And I, and I met him kind of, he, he was walking back home because he stays in Inverness. And he said, oh, what time did you do? And I said, oh, around 40, 51 or something. And he said, oh, you, I think you've got second. <laughs> and I said, well, no way. <laughs> and um, so I, I ambled back to, to find out. And indeed I did. And that yeah. was the same position. Well, 10 years previously, I was second in the over 50s. So yeah. it's, um, yeah. You know, yeah. it's funny about that. Is, um, I had your pit, I had your tartan running. Because I had your tartan running shorts, but they weren't with you for that race. Yet you, there was someone in front of you who was who ran the race in a pair of tartan running shorts. Yeah, no, there was a pair of TRS in front of me. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So have you but worn I, them yet? Then have you... I, I I have got them. I've worn them on the treadmill. Oh, have you? Oh, I, nice. I, tell, I tell you why I've worn them on the treadmill only, Kyle. It's it's because they don't have a back zip pocket in them. Ah, okay. That, that's the one downfall I've got to say. There's no back zip pocket, so it's I can't stick. Weight, though. Yeah, but I can't stick my phone in it. I get ah. to get a Strava. <laughs> 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 You're gonna have to get one of those um, those armbands. You know, oh, one of the, the recreational armbands. Not, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> oh, me. Well, we're we're going completely off topic, but it's yep. uh, it's super exciting to to have you on the show and. But I think, you know, we're maybe not going off topic because we've kind of set the scene and, you know, we've, yeah. we've set the scene in terms of you as a coach. But, um, you know, we last week we had a great, I, I, I was, you know, hugely fortunate to chat with with Jenny Tan. Um, that was the first, sorry, not Jenny Tan, that's her. Maybe Ooh, that's, uh, uh, that was a long time. And Jenny Selman for <laughs> a great time. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we, we were chatting in, in, you know, a mutual, uh, you know, the, mutually we, we have the same coach which is yourself um but in, just give us a little bit of insight in terms of your you know your your sort of journey into you know obviously as a runner yourself um you know as as a junior you were an international runner yourself you know you i think scottish schools was your first sort of major accolade in the national terms was it yeah, well, I, I, I kind of, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go too, too much depth <laughs> to, to that. So I used, I used to run 800s, yeah. uh, mainly on the track, at Scottish schools, Scottish universities, that kind of thing. Um, but to be fair, I was never that great. Uh, and medicine, you know, doing medicine and then graduating and getting a job and uh, a number of injuries just kill, killed my athletic career. Yeah. But I was always interested in coaching. And you probably remember a guy, Ray Creswell. Do you yeah, remember yeah. Ray? Yeah, I remember Ray. So, so, so Ray at the time was a really very good 1,500 metre runner. He, he, he ran 350 and he ran about 152 for 800, which in, in those days was you know, right up there at, at national Scottish national levels. So, yeah. so I, I coached Ray for a number of years, um, mm -hmm. and and that and that kind of 
helped me kind of bridge the gap from being uh, a, a failed runner in, into becoming a coach <laughs> or, or a little bit of a coach because it, yeah. it's kind of gone up and down over the years. Yeah, okay. And then, um, you know, the last, from when, when I joined you, you were, you were coaching um, specifically Mark Mitchell and, and Doug yeah. Selman. Um, I think you probably coaching you were a few other people as well. And, uh, you know, Mark being a Forest Harrier, I was a Forest Harrier. That's kind of how I got to know you. And, um, but personally, from, from my side, you completely changed my training. And, uh, you know, just it was light and day, the difference it made just having not just the sheer amount of volume that I, I you know, I, I, ne I never used to do, which you got me to do, um, but also just know, getting to know a little bit more about the specifics of training and like structuring your training based on your your goal, you know, your short-term or long-term goal. And at that point, for me, it was, you know, a decade ago was trying to improve my 10K time, and uh, which, you, you know, in a, probably about two years, it went from like 30 high 32s to, you know, it was, actually, 30, it was actually 33 something, Kyle. 33, actually, oh, you were actually a 33, 20 or something. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that 33, 20 to 30, 46 or something, yeah. something like that, uh, yeah. which is like, you know, blew my mind. And I remember you saying, even when we were chatting, you're like, you, you really could, you know, be hugely significant in terms of breaking those, those performances and those times. And, and even my half marathon time was like 79 minutes. And then, you know, we, we got that down uh, around about the time when I was improving my 10Ks as well. Uh, you know, we started going up the distance and and that was, what, basically 10 minutes plus uh, I, I took off my time. And then uh, we then decided to have a stab at the uh, the marathon, which which is new, newly, newly found territory for me. And, you know, my debut marathon was without the bouncy shoes was 225 and uh which i was hugely yeah proud of and you know hugely 90 95 of that goes to you for believing in what you know what i was doing and for me to trust the trust the process as well and you know believe that if i do these sessions it's going to make me a quicker runner yeah but you you did 100 percent of the race <laughs> I, I, did, yeah. I did the easy bit I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, so no, it's, you, you, the knowledge I've gained from you has just been phenomenal for my kind of coaching career. And, you know, when I start, you know, lacing up my, or hanging up my shoes as well. So, uh, yeah, but it's I mean. Been, well, it's been a journey for both of us, really. And, and a journey of learning, you know, yeah, about, you so, know, yeah. no, 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 it's in play about repeating the same stuff, but but kind of trying to be more at the leading edge of, of what folk need to do to get better and to evolve and, and develop yeah. that. And, and you know, we've put that to good effect, you know, were you moving up to ultras and, you know, yeah. looking yeah. at ultra training and about um, diet and, and uh, you know, the specifics of, of calorie intake during races, yeah. et cetera. So there's been a... A, a huge new learning ground for both of us, on yeah. that, which is which has been great to work through. Yeah, it has, and it's it's not all been it's not all been Zealand uh, <laughs> from my side. <laughs> I've had some uh, some really good performances and some uh, interesting ones, which uh, you know we, we I'm sure if you want to look back in the archives of TRS, you can you can find some of the cracking insights and accounts to that. But that you know that's. Uh, 
that's that's all my you know that's all all down to me in terms of it, uh, you yeah, know, how but, I executed that. So <laughs> but they're great. They're great learning. Ex- you know, they're always a learning experience. Yeah, you know, yeah. no matter how crap you 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 might feel your run is for a variety of reasons, there's there's always something that you can learn from what you've done in terms of helping your preparation for the for the next one. So it's you know it's important to beat yourself up. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if you don't run as well as expected but it's also important to kind of step back and to review things and to think you know could I have done anything differently was I kind of overreaching you know could, could I train a, a wee bit smarter you know could I race a bit smarter and and, and that's what we're going to be coming on to because we're kind of going to be looking at not simply the kind of physiology of running you know your physical training and all the kind of physiological stuff that most folk go on about but, but yeah. we're going to speak a bit about that kind of mindset as well and, and about how that can both help and hinder yeah well I, I suppose we could go into that now then if if you're we, yeah. we've got the we've got a, a set a section of notes um but you know it's it's never in particular order but I, I think it'd be quite quite good to just you know go get kind of straight into that um and just kind of chat about you know the mindset from uh yeah as you say we we you know it's it's probably many an episode so uh, I'll let you kind of I'm, okay. I'm going to be be kind of asking you questions based on some of the <laughs> well, things that you might yeah. say. And if, you'll, so. you'll need to, you'll maybe need to rein me in a wee bit. <laughs> and it's it is probably better that it's not a monologue and there's a bit of a dialogue yeah. going yeah. on. Yeah. Well, as for for my side, then you know, let's let's take the mindset of of kind of from from what I've learned. I mean, I I, I suppose before I um. You know, before before we kind of chatted a bit, a lot about mindset. I I kind of always thought I've I've been mentally tough when it comes to to racing, um, but maybe not mentally tough when it comes to training. Sometimes I'm just like oh, I can't be arsed, I can't be arsed getting out that door and doing a a ten mile easy run or a ten mile or whatever the session would be. Um, you know, there's a number of factors, especially in the last couple of years for me, it's been working and you know, just changing jobs and, uh, you know, kids as well, lack of sleep, all those things. And potentially the, the, the level of, of enthusiasm for training is, isn't been as, 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 as yeah. high as it has been in the past, but the level of enthusiasm for racing has always been there. I've just. So, so it is interesting. And a lot of the mindset stuff is, is, is about race day. You know, it's, it's about performing your best on the day because you assume that if you're turning up for a race, you're motivated to be there, you're motivated to perform at your best. Whereas when you're training, you may not have that same level of motivation yeah. and, and the mindset bit of, 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 um, of training is a bit different to racing. But, and, you know, we could speak a bit about that. But the, the, the way I like to think about it, though, and, and the way I think the mindset is really important is if we speak about the physiology of elite performance first, you know, yeah. so everybody goes on about your max VO2. So that's, that's the kind of speed you run three to five Ks. You've, you've got to be good at that. Yeah. You've got to have a good lactate threshold so that's kind of like your 10 mile half marathon pace you've got to develop sessions around that and you've got to be mechanically efficient uh, when you're running Um, so so there's certainly key physiological uh, variables that that, that all need to be 
they all need to be trained. Yeah. But the thing is, if you're, you know, when you look at elite athletes, if you're an Olympic 800 meter, 1500 meter, 5K, 10K finalist, all, all of these guys and girls have got the same type of physiology. There's not a lot that separates them. They've all got the same VO2 max numbers. They've all got the same percentage of lactate threshold. They're all biomechanically really pretty efficient. Yeah. Uh, they've all done often very similar kinds of training. Yeah. Uh, and and the thing that that you know makes one person win, you know, or or get on the podium, you know, boils down to psychology. You know, it boils yeah. down to um, you, you know, who's either mentally tough or, or who's got that, that desire, that motivation, that focus, that determination, and is able to really kind of put it all on the line, even in difficult circumstances. And of course, there's always a bit of luck as well. And, and I think it's important. I think it's important to acknowledge that because it's you know it plays a part in every performance you can get a bit lucky as well and and, and that's good um but so there's something there's something called the psychobiological model which i kind of really was quite fascinated by a guy called sam marcora and basically what, what he was saying was that you, any performance you, you prefer, whether it's an 800 meters or an, or an ultra marathon is, is to do with what's your level of motivation. So your level of motivation basically is your ceiling. Because you know what? The harder a race is uh, and the longer you go on, the more you've got to be motivated to finish. And there comes a time when it gets really hard. That, that it's, it's that fight between, you know, am I, am I going to finish or am I going to stop? You know, when your muscles are screaming at you and and you're at a rate of perceived exertion of 20 out of 20, and you think, <laughs> I can't go on anymore. That, that's actually, what is it that pushes you through that barrier? And, 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 and that's, that's that combination of your level of motivation and how hard you're perceiving that exertion at the time. Mm -hmm. So that's called the psychobiological model. So is that something that you've, you've personally heard of, or is this the first time? I, I think, I've, I think I've heard of it but not really to that extent. Um, yeah. But it makes a lot of sense. I think, well, I, I hope, I hope yeah, if, I, if I say I haven't heard of it and you've said, you, you, you told me over the phone like a couple of months ago, <laughs> I'll be in deep trouble. I'm not, I'm not going to drop you in it, don't worry. <laughs> um, but no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Now, I suppose, um, yeah, I mean, I, I have a, uh, you know, I believe in the uh, the rate of perceived exertion. I use that um, a lot because, from an ultra perspective, using heart rate, using pace, if it's all, it can all be fairly variable when it yeah. comes to the conditions that you're running in. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've I've been in I've been in situations where I'm like I'm done, and you know, both from a five k all the way up to an ultra. Uh, like I've I've run five k races and thought nah. I, I, but I'm like I need to get through this. I've I've got to. But um, but yeah, and I, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, you know. In, even from an ultra perspective, when I'm, I'm, I've, you know, I've, I've, I need to just complete it, and I'm like, 
I've got another 30 miles to go and I'll be it. Yeah. And I'm running 15, 20 minute miles. Remember that? The world's away. I, I, I remember that one. Yeah. I, call, um, I think I called you. I know you, you yeah. Anyway. Well, I, I did. I said, I said, stop Kyle. And you said, <laughs> no, I've got to get a point. Cause if I don't get a point for finishing, I won't get into the ultra trail world yeah, champion. Yeah, exactly. No, I remember right, that. Yeah. <laughs> so like that completely changed the way I approached that race. Because at the start, I was like, I'm going to win this race. It's 80 miles. But I I mean, if looking back on it, I ran too hard and I wasn't really training for it because I didn't really think I would find a race to do to qualify. And I just decided I'll do it. So it was like post-Chicago marathon. I took a break yeah. and decided yeah. to do 80 miles, which was a big mistake. Um, but yeah, it, just, it ended up just being survival. And, and it, I've not, and it's been, that was probably one of the first times where it was like, this is super grim. You know, I so those, those kind of experiences, hard as they were at the time, they're, they're the kind of things that give you your mental toughness and your grit and your determination. Yeah. Yeah. And so the one, the one thing I like about this model is it says that, that physiologically, you need to be at your best. Mm -hmm. But what you do psychologically can make the difference between whether you finish or not. And, and there's a number of studies that they've done around things like self-talk, visualization, which actually reduce your perceived exertion. So let, let's say you're at a rate of yeah. about 18 out of 20, Kyle, mm -hmm. uh, and you do some mental stuff, whether it's around visualization or self-talk, that can bring your rate of perceived exertion down. It, it yeah. can actually make it feel, even though you're going at the same pace, it can make that pace feel easier. Yeah. So that means you can either go for longer yeah. or you could go a bit faster. So what you're doing in your mind can make a very significant difference to your performance. And that's and that's from kind of middle distance to ultra marathons. It's not, it's not just for ultras. Uh, there's, a, there's a different set of skill sets maybe for ultras, yeah. but, but the general toolbox of mental skills works across the whole spectrum. But so that I think the first time you kind of, you know, started you know teaching me a little bit more about mindset going to the race was probably you know you've always done it but the the acp 100k last year oh yeah was, you know, we chatted quite a lot about that and you know and i think i needed i probably needed more of a a pet talk and a mindset talk than a physiologic phys, phys, physiolog what, what yeah. am i trying to say here uh a physiological sort of yeah. training talk because you know, obviously I had Lenny, I didn't feel I was in the, the best of shape because of my training, but what I thought was really important was like, I've done the training for this race. I've done enough, done as, as much as I can, but the thing that can really, really improve my performances, if I can think about exactly what you've told me, you know, like think about self-talk, like think about, right, who's important, what's basically as you say you know you take yourself out of that position you know out of your body and you speak to yourself so I was doing yeah. that and uh I, you know I wrote the three L's on my on my I think it was three L's was it Logan what was it Logan, Logan Lennox and Lewis there Logan you go. Lennox and Lewis that's it yeah <laughs> yeah but Debbie got a mention as well Debbie got a mention love so it was actually four L's yeah, yeah. De Debbie well Lennox Lewis Lennox Lewis <laughs> <laughs> Killer punch. That's it. But that for me, 
that really, really helped the way I went into that race. Like I, um, I was really, you know, really focused more mentally because I, I wasn't there. I wasn't in the best shape physically for that race, but I knew that my extra edge and experience was going to, you know, get me to that, that third place. So, so, so what, what we did there was we did something called metacognition, which is thinking about thinking. And we did that before the race. So what, what we did was we, we and, and anyone can do this, you know, you, you basically think back to your best performances and think of your mental state during your best performances. What, what were you focusing on? How did you get yourself determined to do something and get through it? You know, what, what were you picturing in your mind's eye? What were you saying to yourself? What voice tone were you saying in, in, in your head? And, and, really get a list of the things that work well for you when you're running well, but also think of the times that were pretty challenging, but you still go through, yeah. you know, times that were hard, but as you look back on it, you go through to the other side of it and you got yourself through somehow. How, how did you do that? So you get yourself an array of, of, of various skills and, and, and tools and you've maybe got half a dozen of them at your disposal. So, so once you identify what, what, what they are and what, what's got you through both good times and, and maybe not so good times, all, all these resources, you've then got a toolkit that you can use, particularly during the ultra, which is what, what, what we did for you, yeah. which was we then, we then said, right, so during this ultra, you're going to be doing two, two key things. You're going to be checking inside yourself to see how, how am I doing on the inside? You know, how, how am I feeling? What's my rate of perceived exertion? Yeah. You know, what's what, what's happening on the inside? But you're also focusing on the outside, you know, what's, what's the weather like? Because I remember it was a very humid day that yeah. day as well. You know, what's the weather like? What's the humidity like? What's my pace like? What are the competitors doing? You know, what, what's, what's in my external visual and auditory surroundings? Yeah. So... So you, you had this, you were going back and forth and you wanted to do that all the time, but, but you would check in from time to time. So mm. how am I doing internally? What's happening externally? And you would use that as a bit of feedback. And that feedback would tell you, you know, things like, well, think, you know, I'm having a bit of a struggle just now. So you'd pull out a tool from your toolkit and it might have been your, your four L's or it might have been another particular visualization or just come on Kyle get your arse moving you know because yeah, yeah. uh, I, I think I was one you were using I and, was. <laughs> and and you, you know you pull that out and and you use it and then you see you see what happens yeah. um, and so you've got a series of of tools that that you can utilize through through the rest of that race and that's and that's what you did and I remember one of the things that that you did was we made sure you didn't go off too fast. Mm -hmm. We made sure that that uh, in in the middle stages you weren't pushing too hard. That you saved it for the final bits. You went through some really tough times. Yeah. And in that last, you know, twenty k or so, mm -hmm. you started passing people. Yeah. And you got better and better, and you were catching the leaders. And you podiumed, you, you know, you, you go through the third place. And that was something that we weren't very sure that that would happen yeah. pre-race. Yeah. But it was great that, that your strategies worked out. Yeah, it was like, I think going into going into that, when 
that mindset that was the the most important and before that I was just like ah, yeah, I am I'm fine I'm mentally tough but I think it's important to understand like what are the areas within you know from a psychology point of view that can really improve your performance and and that's something that for the last couple of years has definitely helped me anyway as a as an athlete yeah I think I think if you can name them and if I can pull them out identify them name them then you've you've got them to be able to use when uh you know when you want so I'm doing a master's in elite performance psychology just now and one one of the things that I recently did was an assignment on um you know self-talk for uh 5k mm-hmm. so I, I I'd had I'd had a runner who um I did some challenges you know around about the 3k mark so I, I kind of had made up a, a program of self-talk for you know what, what do you say to yourself on the starting line what do you yeah. what do you say to yourself when the going gets tough at 3k it gets through what, what do you say to yourself you know when you're coming into the last lap and the last kind of 200 to go that kind of thing yeah um and you know we made up a plan of action for that just based on self-talk that, that yeah. went really well okay and it's 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 there's just a number of things that you can you can do yeah and i, I suppose that you know from a as you say you can do it for every you know so there's a, a variety of listeners who potentially run you know mile one mile race to you know a day a multi-day ultra um, and and th- those principles are the same then Genuinely speaking. So, so they're, they're, they're very similar in the sense that, you know, so f- for people who are running track races, say, and particularly the shorter events, you really need to get into a pre-performance routine. So because you want to be on the start line, not thinking, oh, my God, so-and-so's in the race. I don't know how yeah. I'm going to do. You know, there's something called called um, challenge and threat states, which, which is quite interesting. Right. Yeah. So if somebody's in, in what's called a challenge state, you believe that that what you know the resources that you've got available to you are going to meet the demands that you, that are being asked of you you know and whatever the circumstance is so let's say it's a race uh-huh. so so you're in a challenge state but a threat state is a state where you say oh god so and so is here uh, this is the, the weather's not great or i'm not yeah. feeling so good I'm, I'm my trainer hasn't gone that well am i coming down with something or not right. You know, and and before you know it, you've got yourself into a negative mindset. Now, the thing that really fascinated me about this when I first started learning about it was that if you measure things like heart rate, cardiac output, and something called peripheral resistance, which I'll explain in a second, you find that they're different for both challenge and threat. So when you're in a challenge state, you've got some adrenaline coming out, your heart rate's uh, going up, but your cardiac output, so your heart output can also go up so that you're delivering more, more blood to your body. Uh-huh. And your peripheral resistance, that's like the tension in your arteries, yeah. reduces. So it makes it easier for the blood to flow through the arteries to your legs and your brain. Uh-huh. You know, so so you, get, you get more nutrients to your muscles as, yeah. as you need them. But you, you, you can also make better decisions because you still go blood going to your brain yeah yeah okay now so that's a challenge state when you're Mm -hmm. in a threat state what happens is that your heart rate still goes up because you're under stress but your cardiac output can't go up 
um, ah. uh, because another chemical is on the go called cortisol, which is, yeah. a, is a stress hormone. And your peripheral resistance increases. So, so that means that no matter what you do, you can't get the blood to the right places because your arteries are actually a bit more constricted. So that, you know, so if you're a, if you're a kind of power-based athlete, it reduces your power, it reduces your anaerobic power, your lactate capacity and your endurance capacity because you, you, you just can't get the, the, the blood to the right places. Wow. So that's, that's the difference between a challenge and a threat state. Now, the, the really interesting thing for me is that it, you can change a threat state into a challenge state by changing your thinking, by changing what you say to yourself inside your head. Yeah. Um, and, you know, instead of being, you know, I'm anxious, I'm, I'm feeling terrible, you say, well, maybe maybe we could call it anxiety. Maybe I could call it excitement instead. Maybe I'm yeah. excited for this race. And daft as it seems, they've done experiments where just changing the words from, you know, I'm feeling nervous and anxious to I'm feeling excited, uh-huh. changed the cardiac parameters so that heart rate could go up, cardiac output could go up, and peripheral resistance went down so that blood went to the muscles, and you change a threat into a challenge yeah. and, and perform better. So it's really it's really quite fascinating to be able to measure that. So so how you're thinking actually creates a significant physiological and metabolic shift within your body. And and, and these are the kind of things that have, that have really opened my eyes to um, to to using kind of you know mental toughness training. Uh, to, to to help athletes perform better. So it's not just eyeing your head, <laughs> as well <laughs> it's, it's, mind and, it's mind and body working together. So yeah. it's back to Sam Marcora's, you know, psychobiological model. It, it's it's everything working together. And, and your mind, it's not mind over matter, it's mind and matter. It, your mind can make significant biochemical shifts in your body to make your performance better. So that, that I found that quite astounding, yeah, uh, and and wow. a great convincer for me. Yeah, I, I, you, you've explained it so well. Um, I think a lot of listeners are going to get a lot from that, um, and which which I suppose is is great. You know, from a, the national cross country championships are coming up this weekend, Yay. and uh, you know maybe if they listen to to this episode and just listening to your advice there. I tell you, the amount of age group runners and and you know seniors who are going to be there, you know they'll have that threat that you know they'll feel threatened and, and they need to chip, turn that into a challenge. Uh, so, listen, you know exactly. And and the Falkirk course, it's a toughy course. Exactly, yeah. I mean, We're chatting then, offline, you know, just yeah. about how uh, you know the river and mud. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. Three three laps and halfway through each lap, there's you know when I, when I was last down having, having a look at the race, there was literally it was a river of mud that folk were having to run up uh, three three times uh, d- during that race. Pretty pretty challenging, wow. and uh, yeah, it really sorts things. And you've got to be mentally tough, to, yeah. you know, to be able to do that. And and not only to to get to the top of that, but then to be able to kick on uh, mm-hmm. after it. You know, it's it's yeah. 
So yeah, it's a national, so it's a big, big event, eh, Kyle? And, it is, isn't and, it? So, and, and, and I hear that I hear that someone local is planning a run. I got a Facebook uh, reminder saying it's been nine years since I, uh, you know, I, I had my best. I was going to say I had my best result at the nationals, but when I was, I think it was under thirteen. Uh, in, in, uh, it's a long time ago. I know was. <laughs> What's that? That's like how many years ago was that? 20, 20 something. Yeah, was it nineteen ninety nine? I think it was. Um, it was under thirteen boys uh, national cross country championships in Cooper in Fife, uh, and I got a, I got a silver there. Um, that was my best. It's been downhill cross- ever since. I know, and I've gone downhill literally <laughs> since then. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, nine years since I got a twelfth place there, and under the the watchful eye of you, and uh, and yeah, I was uh, you know I was delighted by that result, and you know certainly from you know thinking about mindset for me going into this race, it's all about the excitability of just running with a big group, utilizing that as a as a way of just getting stronger physically and mentally for the the hundred k race in, in yeah. April and. And really, just like embracing this newly found fitness that I've I've found in the, in the last like two or three months. It's uh, you know we're just chatting offline. And I just feel like I'm in a, a you know I've just I, I didn't think I would get to the the, the fitness I was um, again. And you know I'm feeling I'm, I don't feel injured. I feel like I don't feel when I'm running easy. My hips are sore. Anything. Everything just feels like strong again it, it, it's quite it's quite interesting to me Kel, because one of the big shifts that's happened for you uh, within the last year in fact maybe even within the last six months is that you got a new job yeah, um, yeah. and it's a different job and it's a very different job yeah and and it's a job that you have embraced yeah. and 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 it's not a job that that's necessarily without its stresses but it's a very different kind of job to the one that you were doing before yeah and without saying too much i know that there were significant pressures on you previously yes, exactly yeah where, where, where you were working and yeah. and i think it's really important to say so so we're speaking about mindset uh-huh. and it's not just mindset for races you have to take in all of the stressors that affect you in other bits of your life because you know what you you can't you can't run well in in a marathon or a half marathon or a 10k or a cross country if there are huge areas of your life you know clearly your work life balance yeah. that that are that are stressing you yeah and and this comes back to those hormonal shifts that we were speaking about the cortisol levels go up under chronic stress mm-hmm. and that that stops your muscles getting the right kind of nutrients that that, that they're that they require your cardiac output can't go up, up so much and and so it's not terribly surprising to me that with your new setup and the fact that you're that you're kind of feeling good, you're relaxed in your job, you know, you've got a good home life, and all of that extraneous stress uh, has has kind of abated. So yeah. I, I think that's 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 a really good thing, and it's probably a key thing as to how you're being able to just accumulate uh, quite a lot of training that's just put you in in, in a good place right now. Yeah. Oh, well, you some, you know, even saying the way you've said it just sums up probably, you know, how I'm, you know, where I'm at just now and some of the reasons why I've, I've improved as well. Not obviously the, you know, the training's been 
been really good too, and you know, just following the process again and just again, just believing that if I'm gonna do these sessions and then yeah, that it's gonna take take effect as well. And I think also coupling that with just being able to I mean, I'm sleeping better than I used to, which is again yeah. goes back to like all the stresses as well. If you're stressed and anxious, you probably you're not gonna sleep as well, are you? So I do find um that so, that's helped a lot yeah. too. So yeah. so the key the key things they say for recovery, number one is sleep. You, you need to sleep seven to nine hours a night. You need to sleep well. If you're not sleeping well, your training won't have the same effect. That's the number one thing. Yeah. Then it's nutrition and then hydration. That that's the three keys. Yeah. I, I think my nutrition could be better, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not gonna comment on yeah. that. But hey, what about what about Saturday? So Saturday, what, what, well, what about this? What about who, who's who's going to win this national? Well, uh, so yeah, we were going to do a, a sort of top three predictor. Um, now, from from what I yep. know, the, the big names are there. Um, I don't know if they're all going to be turning up, but you know, it, essentially, we're going to do a top three predictor in terms of the male, senior male, and the senior female. So, um, I've got a feeling Chris Jones is running. Uh, okay. I think um, we we who have we got we've got yeah Andy Butchert's running I think Adam okay. Craig uh, Jamie Crow Callum Hawkins is potentially running too but I'm, I'm not sure I don't think he will be um, I think he's still injured so yeah so you know I, that's that's a strong that's it's the chances are one that, of the, that's a threat. Pretty strong field. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, Chris ran 803 uh, indoors for 3K last weekend yeah. at the Scottish indoors. But, yeah. I mean, Andy ran a Scottish record of 737 a couple of weeks ago as well. So he's in cracking shape. But is he back from, I mean, he was he was going away doing, um, he was away to America doing some uh, altitude training, I think. Uh, just in time for the Nationals, yeah. I'm not, no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure it's that he was preparing for. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And and I, and I'm not sure is it whether he's entered for the three k indoors at the UK Indoor Championships this this weekend. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd, probably, I'd probably have to kind of look that up. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I think I think it's it's potential. You know, the names that you've mentioned are all are all really good runners. Yeah. And uh, great, great potential for the men's race. I think the challenge for us is not being one hundred percent certain who's going to be running. Yeah, I think but, that's it. You know, because you know a lot of the clubs will will put their names down just because they might, in a sense, turn up for it. It's, yeah, it's not that it's not that expensive to put put someone's name down for it. Um, so, so have you got who, who's your top tip then? Who's your but, top I mean, tip for the male? That, that's some of the former champions. Um, but yeah. I mean, you've still got the likes of Sasha Chetland's been running well. You know, I'm just going through the start list. Alistair Hayes, you know, uh, uh, he's a bit older now, but he's still, you know, he's still churning yeah, them out, isn't still he? Chugging away, you know, which is great. I mean, the central, the central train of just, you know, yeah. it's got they just use uh, huge talent as well. Um, Hamish Hickey's been running really well too. Uh, he's a he's actually a northerner, so I, I think he'll be well up as a okay. as a senior male now. Um, 
you know, when we, we, we look through Castorfin with Doug, Dougie Selman, is Dougie running? No, Dougie's, Dougie's for the marathon. No, no? Yeah, well, okay. he's not he's not a cross country aficionado, really. Yeah. Forced him to do it many years ago, but, <laughs> uh, you know, to, to put some hairs on his chest. Yeah, he's still <laughs> he's still with my butt, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> we've got uh, James Donald as well. I think he'll, he'll yeah. do well. Uh, you know, he's a he's a sub thirty guy. Uh, how well he goes over the mud. I think what for me, what's interesting about the nationals is we we chatted about this offline too. Is it's it's a completely different type of running compared to a track race or a yep. a, a road race. Um, you know, it's just going to be just a mud bath, isn't it? So it's it's not all about speed. It's it's going to be a, a lot to do with how well you can get over the mud and how efficient you are as a as a runner too. Um, so I think that just changes the the dynamics of it's not necessarily the fastest runner that's you know going to be up there. Um, so yeah, that'd be I think. Yeah, no, I think I, I think you're you're absolutely right, yeah. and and I think I think that you know cross country generally favours that kind of slower twitch runner. You know, you still mm-hmm. got to be fast. But, but that well-trained slow twitch runner who can who who can be good at half marathon and maybe even a marathon they're they're, they're the kind, that's the kind of physiology that generally works well uh, over uh, over a, a cross country race the the thing cross country has been getting getting a bit shorter though I mean it, it used to be twelve k yeah um, I remember coach yeah. Mark Mitchell Mark Mark got a bronze in that a few years ago but I think it was 12k at that point yeah uh, and it's now it's now down to 10k and the English national used to be 15k I'm not sure if it's still 15k or whether it's 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 back down at 12 I'm not but, sure uh, but yeah. the folk the folk that won you know generally won won those races are folk with just you know with kind of engines that can just go on and on and on and and when we were speaking offline what we were saying was that because because you're running on on grass and mixed terrain yeah. uh, your cadence is slower you know your stride length may be a bit longer but your cadence is generally slower and and you've got more of a more of that kind of you know, you're running more at marathon pace in in a sense yeah than than than, than what you would be doing on the road or or the track and so it does tend to favor uh the, the, those guys who can who can put that kind of performance in yeah. So what, what about the women then? What about the women? So, so yeah, I, I suppose just to round off my my sort of top three, um, Michael Ferguson's running, Andrew Douglas. Uh, we've got like Adam, the likes of Adam Craig. I think I mentioned Adam Craig. Um, so I, I'm going to say top three. If you know, assuming Butchie's running, I'll I'll say Andrew Andrew Butcher, um, Chris Jones. In fact, do you know what I think Chris Jones is going to get? Chris Jones, uh, Andy Butcher, and Jamie Crow. Jamie Crow, yeah. yeah. Well, Jamie, Jamie's pretty tenacious, isn't he? You yeah, know, he's that. He's that kind of guy who just keeps just, going at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and closely followed by Kyle Gregg for the. <laughs> for the yeah. Is that? Are you on, on the same lap as them, or is that? The lap <laughs> I'm only doing two laps. Yeah, I'm a V35 now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so what about the, yeah, let's, let's the females. go. Females. Well, I, re- really, I suppose, I mean, I think there's probably three standout females. Yeah. Um, that, that, um, you know, so that's Mary McLennan, Morag Miller, McClarty yeah. as was, Miller as is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Holly Page, and, uh, who I coach. 
Yeah. Um, and and although well. I'm kind of kind of pushing Holly in there, she's actually so when you look at the inter districts, um, you, you know Morag won that from uh, Megan, Megan Keith. So mm -hmm. maybe Megan will be going in the in the uh, younger the younger age group. Uh, so she won't be running in the seniors. Um, and Holly was third in that. And Holly was also um, fifth in the British Universities Championships two, three weeks ago yeah. and is in, in really good yeah. nick. So I, I think that Mary is going to be pretty tough to beat. Um, I think I think Morag is, is tenacious as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm just wondering with a 10K in the mud, I'm just not sure... Um, if she'll be in as good a nick as, as Mary is. Because Mary, you know, when she was over in um, in Ireland yeah. uh, doing uh, the cross country there, I mean, she, she was in a great third place, I think it was, in the international event. Um, so so she's, she's probably, for me, the standout. And I think I think Morag is is you know so so Morag's likely to just go off hard as because Morag, Morag runs one way and it's hard you know yeah. Um, yeah so she'll go off and I think Holly will maybe be the best of the rest uh, that that would be my prediction. Okay, I like it. I like it. Well, that's your. I'm going to go for Holly Page too since she's uh, she's under the watchful eye of of Lewis too. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, I think a fifth place at the the British Unis was you know that's a top result. I mean, that's the cream of your. I've 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 ran the university races, and it it's really is the cream of the crop. Is I think one year Mo Farah was was doing yeah. it, uh, and and the Brownleys were were there, and just such a strong field. That's uh, yeah, it's, it's and, and, and it was yeah, you're absolutely right. It was, it was a strong female field as yeah. well this year. So, um, and yeah, and, and the good thing for Holly was that, that she, she came through strongly in the second half as well. Um, so she started steady and, and, and moved through strongly. So she's, she's got bags of endurance. So yeah, that'd be, it'd be, it'd be really good. I hope the going is tough because I think, I think that's, as you say, the going gets tough, the tough get going, but I think yeah. it's, you know, it, Real cross country. It's great to see it back at Falkirk, and uh, just looking forward to seeing uh, what the results are. Yeah. Well, if if anyone does want to to see the start list, go on the Scottish Athletics website. Uh, go to events, and you'll be able to just check check all the information out. Um, there's some good media coverage as well. Uh, just about like the course, and the, I think uh, Peter Jordan put up a wee review of it, and it's looking in dynamite shape. So. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good fun. The only other thing I'll say is, um, you know, I'm I'm going to be there with my Athletics Trust Scotland hat on. Uh, we'll have a gazebo on the course. So yeah, if you fancy coming to say hello and just speaking to me in person or finding a little bit more about the trust, yeah, just give me a give me a shout. I'll just be um, just before all the the club tents. Uh, you'll see the you'll see the flag. So yeah, come and say hello to me and then. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll chat all things running, no doubt. So awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. So uh so that's this weekend. Um, but let's rewind back to the week weekend before, well, this weekend, uh, in terms of the races that have just passed. There's been quite a number of fantastic runs. Um now I'm gonna give a, another shout out to the 
one of our I say our athletes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my. Yeah. Uh, we 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 had the Four J Studios Scottish Senior Championships were were taking place on the Friday night. I think it was. Yeah. Someone yeah. Friday. Um. So the fifteen hundred meter race. <laughs> let's. Lewis, you can you can tee this one up because he, you know he's one of your athletes and uh, and yeah, just tell us tell us how Miles Edwards got on. Yeah, so Miles rolled back the clock. You know, at his last indoor race was seven years ago, which was the Scottish Indoor Championships, which he which he won, and he actually went went on that year to win the outdoor Scottish Outdoor fifteen hundred Championships at the same. Yeah. In the same year, but that that's that was his last his last race uh, indoors, and we'll be trying to get him some indoor races this year. But because of COVID, and because he didn't have the right kind of times to his name, uh, couldn't get any indoor races at all until they did the revamped uh, Scottish Championships. And you know, and Miles will be the first to say that you know you can only you can only beat who turns up. There yep. were there were a couple of guys who. Um, you know, were originally on the start list. Saul Sweeney, Ben Petrikas, uh, who, um, who who didn't who didn't race. Um, so so things might have been a bit different. But but Miles ran ran well. He um, he he ran through the first eight hundred probably in the same kind of time as the females did um, in in uh, the Muller fifteen hundred uh, the yeah, day yeah. before two eleven. Yeah. <laughs> And then things just got a bit faster and a bit faster. And he did a 56-second last 400 to rip up the track and um, storm across the line. Clearly, highly delighted if if you saw the gif that uh, that, put out. (laughs) So, so yeah, great, great, great for Mel. And it just goes to show that, you know what, you put some training in, you go to a race, you never know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to turn up. You, you put yourself on the line, you give it your best shot. And, you know, and he did, and he's Scottish champion again. Yeah. And as I say, he'll be the first to admit, wasn't the strongest of fields, mm-hmm. but you kind of take the medal away from him. So exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think it was a great result from him. And, you know, you'll be super proud with that. I'll give him, I'm sure it'll give him a lot of confidence going into the you know the new season as well the yeah season um and you know it's, i haven't really i haven't chatted to miles for a while it's, what's his i'm sure and you might not want to reveal it or you might not want to unless it's open publicly open but what's he um what is his plans for the, the sort of near future so so miles has been reignited by going back to middle distance running you know he he did he was looking to run kind of much longer the half marathons and marathons but I kind of persuaded him after a number of kind of setbacks that let, let's get back to something that he's been strong at in the past and he's enjoyed, which is, is running 1500. So, so the idea is to have a, have a wee kind of mini break and recalibrate and do a wee bit more endurance work, but, but kind of hone in on running well over 1500 in the early summer yeah. and there's also I think the Aberdeen club record for 3k is about 814 and he's been telling me that uh, so I'm going to publicly put him on the line here oh, yes here and, we go. And, 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 and say Miles I challenge you to get that 814 Aberdeen AAC record oh, yes. there you go there you go it's uh... <laughs> 
you've heard it here first, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to be fair, he has he has said that he'd, uh, yeah, uh, yeah that, like that's it. a key aim. So. Yeah, well, well, just in terms of just summing up that that result uh, that Miles was in, um, second place went. So yeah, first obviously was Miles in three fifty six. Finlay Murray East Sutherland uh, three fifty eight, and Magnus Tate ran uh, from Last Wade in 3.59. So, you know, top three were super close. Uh, yeah. And then the 1,500 metres semi, the the senior woman, Philippa Millage, I think she, looks like there was only one runner doing it, but, she, you know, she's a veteran and, and she's been tearing up some of the British records. So, well done to Philippa. For, so, Philippa, Philippa also ran the 800. She won the 800 in 210 point something. And I think, oh, that's okay. a, I think that's an over 40s indoor record, ah, UK indoor wow. record. And another one of the athletes I coach, who's at, uh, at university in Edinburgh, Zoe Carruthers, she was second. Yeah. Um, so, 13. yeah, hats off, to, hats off to Philippa because she's she'd been a bit injured, I think, uh, early doors. She... Um, very graciously paced Jenny Selman in, right. in uh, two two races this year uh, through four hundred and set her up for some really good good time. So hat, hats off to Philippa. Yeah, well done, Philippa. Um, and just rounding that third place off was uh, in the eight hundred was Anise McCauley or uh, in Bracey two fourteen fifty three. And then the three K is a couple of three K women name. Neem Kearney, uh, 928. Uh, Louisa Brown, Garskube Harriers, 948. No, sorry, 942. Leslie Bell, Garskube in 1008. And then the final one I wanted to mention was, oh, in fact, there's a couple, Chizo. The, the 3K, uh, that was yep. quite hot, hotly contested, wasn't it? The, certainly the, the top two results there. Um, don't know if you've got that up in your screen there, but Chris Jones, Dundee Hot Hills. 803. The yeah. first two in 803. No, it was pretty, pretty hotly contested, as yeah. you say. I mean, that's that's a really good indoor time for um you know for the Scottish Championships. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Mark, Mark Mitchell many years ago ran 7.59. I remember that. Uh yeah. and uh you, was it not uh, 7.58 or was it 7.59? I thought no, it was 7.59. Was it I? <laughs> sub 8. Oh, but I it, was, it was a sub 8. So it's, it's pretty fast to get close yeah. to, you know, to that. So it's so 8.03s, um, you know. And, you know, there probably won't be many people who can remember very far back to about 1977, was it, maybe? Ian Stewart, you remember Ian Stewart? Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, so, I know the name, but I, right. So five and ten k runner. He was a bronze medalist at the seventy two Olympics five k, as I recall. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that was nineteen seventy five. He ran, so he won the world cross country one week, and he won the um, indoor three k, the world indoor three k, uh, the following week. So. Yeah. It just goes to show that, you know, a couple of things that, that you can't get too far away from speed, regardless yeah. of which kind of terrain you're running on. So, so that's one of the reasons I'm saying for Chris, you know, he's run really well over, over 3K and that hopefully will transfer to, to Saturday's cross country when he, when he runs that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's why my, my money's on him. 
I think he's such a versatile runner. And we, we recently had him back on the show uh, a couple of a few episodes ago. And he okay. said just that. Like, you know, he just he just loves running, he loves racing. And uh <laughs> clearly Boy, he's good at it, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, it's a racing snake. But uh yeah, and then the final one was 800 meters. Um Lewis Haney, Inverclyde AC, 153, Stuart Miller, uh, Glasgow yep. University, 153 as well. And that's, a, that's a pal of miles. Oh, is it? Ah, Stuart, yep. oh, he used to run for Aberdeen, didn't he? Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, he's running well, yeah. Uh, and Andrew Brown, Dunbar, uh, three seconds behind in 156. So, yeah, that's the, the, the sort of senior 4J Studio senior champs. Um, there was some action up north in the last cross country league race as well. Uh, your man Kenny Wilson took the overall win. Um, he was, yeah, fair. Yeah, I think he's he's not doing the cross country this season, which I was surprised. I thought he would have put his name in the hat for that um, for the nationals. But yeah, a convincing win from for Kenny, uh, thirty two forty two. John Newsom. Uh, about a minute, just 50 seconds yeah, behind. Yeah, 50 seconds behind, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then your third place was Ewan Davidson, my Roadrunners, one of Kenny's club mates, 33-49. So, yeah. And then in the senior women's field, I don't have you got them up there, Lewis? I, I don't have them no, up. It's okay, I, I've got them here. Kirsty Rogan. Uh, yeah, Kirsty won, yeah, yeah. She's running I, really I, well. Yeah, uh, she is, isn't she? It's uh, two, two, almost minute and a half minute and yeah, a half ahead yeah, everyone minute else and a half ahead. Yeah. really strong run from her um isla mckay lochaber athletics club it's 27 21 and caroline morick uh of highland hill runners in 27 49 so yeah uh the only other result i was gonna quickly mention was there was a there was a marathon on up north as well the fetteresa forest marathon um which was organised by one of my friends, Chris Cowley. He runs okay. for Stonehaven. Uh, but actually, where, where did the results go? Oh, here they are. Um, well, let me see. This. Yeah, so the, the winner was Ross Christie from Fife Athletic Club, 325. Uh, Paul Knight, Metro Aberdeen, 341, first vet. And third place was Jonathan Cordner. Wow. 47 so uh, you know in terms of the the course it's not the the quickest of courses i think there was a lot of snow and the the the, the, the conditions didn't really lend itself to uh, you know a, a quick day um but your first female was erin mcfadden stonehaven running club a uh, great run from her in 349 and uh jen jenny reese jenkins and trail running club in second place first at v40 and 405 and then the third place was Kiara Franzosi from Carnethy Hill Running Club in 416. So there you go. That's your that's your results this week, folks. Very good. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, just a, going into the news section, there's a few runs that I want or a few items that I wanted to chat about. Uh Ailish McCoggan ran out. Yeah. <laughs> Holy moly, I didn't. I mean, did I see that coming? I mean, she's been running really well. Uh, 66 what was it 66 26 20? i think was it yeah yeah uh so yeah what's what's your take on that one did did you expect that or absolutely yeah uh, absolutely no i mean alish has been running great over the past couple well 
she, she runs well anyway, but this last couple of years, I mean, she took Paula Radcliffe's uh, UK 5K record, you know, dipped yeah. under 1430. Um, and it's just been on fire. You know, she, she you know, ran really well over half marathon towards the end of last year. And it was really just a matter of time. Um, and she's she's in cracking shape. Well, what I like about Ailish, so so Ailish max she's maxing out the talent that she's got. I mean, she runs a pretty brisk fifteen hundred, but yeah. she'd be the first to say she cannot run an eight hundred meters to save her life. And in fact, she, she runs as fast through fifteen hundred as she does for her PB eight hundred. Uh, yeah, you, you know, she has to, she has to go eyeballs out in a fifteen hundred, but which is pretty close to four minutes for that in terms yeah. of her best time, but. So, so she's she's someone who's who's got that kind of of great lactate threshold max VO two, and she's been doing a lot more of the kind of longer stuff, the kind of stuff you and I have, have chatted about for some time. Yeah. You know that that kind of much longer threshold. So she's been adding a bit of that in into training, uh, and that's kind of really paying off. And and she'll be looking to run run a marathon. I think she's looking to run a marathon later on this year. And so it's going to be quite fascinating to see what she can do because you know sixty six twenty seven. If you do, if you do a kind of um, double it and add seven minutes, you've got a two twenty there. Yeah. Uh, you know, poss- possibly. Yeah. And 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 what I find quite interesting, Kyle, is looking looking at the 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 females. They seem to be able to translate their 10k and half marathons into really good marathons compared to males okay no um we've had had a number of males uh running over the last six months who've got pretty decent credentials over five and 10k and half marathon some of them run 64 minutes for a half marathon but really struggle over that last 10 to 12k which is the real the real killer for a marathon No, and and it's and it says the old guys used to say many years ago the race only starts at twenty miles, i.e. the yeah. last the last ten k, and, and you know that yourself. Um, and uh, so I I think Elish is going to absolutely kill a marathon yeah. when she does it. But then you know you've got Jess Piazeki, you know, in in Seville ran around two twenty two, so she's coached by Robert Hawkins, yeah. Callum's dad. Yeah. And she's really come on this year. I mean, that's the second fastest ever by a Brit uh, behind Paula Radcliffe. And, and and here's the thing, you know, in the last year, Jess has run PBs over uh, 10K, 10 miles, half marathon, and now marathon. Yeah. You know, and, and, it, and it really goes to show that you have to, you know, if you want to run a really good marathon – You've got to be able to develop that 10K to half marathon speed. Yeah, you absolutely need to have that, but you can't stop there. You know, you need you need that as a as a firm foundation, but then you need about another eight to 10 weeks of converting your metabolism to um you know to that fat carb mix where you know and being, being able to kind of endure for much longer so yeah. so that you get you get that last. 10 to 12k uh, in your legs and and if you can do that then you can really convert and 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 Jess is Jess is right so Jess Coulson as well as Piazeki as is a uh, fa- fabulous fabulous run and, and I'm sure she's got got more to come yeah 
I think, yeah, really exciting for you've explained that in a way that we we don't often we don't often explain in tartan runs. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> and that's a great insight. It's a great, you know, it makes it a little bit, you know, more exciting the rationale behind some of these fast times. Uh, now, you know, obviously we had some of the other uh, Scottish athletes who were who were running. Um, you know, we had Johnny Glenn who was taking part in the Seville Marathon. He ran a 220 um for his first sort of uh marathon now in, in Sean Chalmers was 225, which I'm sure you'd be slightly disappointed with that. Um he's been going well in training. Uh, Derek Hawkins dropped out 67 minutes. We had Steph Davies, who you know ran a 237 again. She's been in, in dynamite form last year over the, the distance. So yeah, yeah, not not sure where where I, things I, are, are yeah. going that. And I don't know, I, I, I don't really know what happened with Steph. Um, but I mean, Steph's, Steph's someone who um, does a relatively low mileage, uh, but she's also does a lot of cross training. And interestingly, um, Ailish does, does quite a bit of cross training as well on, on a bike, you know, and, and gets some of her aerobic fitness through that. So, but, but I'm not, not sure what happened to Steph. I, you know, here's, here's another key principle, I think, uh, for for if you want to run a marathon. You've got to think about being able to run around about 10 hours a week of training. Yeah. Um, you, you, you know, and if you're doing if you're doing significantly less than 10 hours regularly, you're probably not gonna have it in your legs. You might get lucky, you know, uh, if if you've got a fast five and 10k and you don't go too hard and and kind of kill yourself in the first half, you might yeah. get lucky. But unless, so, so if you think about it, 10 hours is rough, you know, it's round about 100 miles a week. Uh, it's, it's, it's probably a bit less than that. You're probably looking at about 12, about 12 hours. And, and I won't go into this today, but there's something that we should be discussing around polarized training, 80-20 training, yeah. where you run a lot of miles very easy, but a couple of kind of hard sessions. So, but but I think the minimum is is you're looking at ten hours a week, yeah. and and I think that I think that you skate over that at your peril, you know, in in, in terms of just having the, the endurance to to you know that, that I think that's what kills you in the last ten to twelve k. Yeah, no, it sounds sounds brilliant. Um, you know, I've been a big believer in the eighty twenty principle as well. I like running eighty percent easy and twenty percent hard. <laughs> <laughs> Although sometimes sometimes uh, the easy run it doesn't feel that easy, um, but especially when you're doing ultra training, eh? <laughs> yeah, no, and and yeah, and then you've you've got to get through it. But I, I, you know, so it's something that we can discuss at another point because yeah. there's a lot yeah, there's a lot in this yeah. eighty twenty stuff, not just for ultra marathons, but for, for you know eight hundred fifteen hundred runners yeah. five ten k, you know. But most of all, what what I will say is that. And, and probably for a lot of the listeners uh, listening in, is most people train too hard on their easy runs and not hard enough on their hard runs. Yeah. So 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 basically basically, you know, you run you run just a bit too hard on your easy runs, so you're not properly recovered. So you can't run hard enough on your hard runs when you're meant to run, yeah. and and so you're not really getting that that kind of proper mix yeah. of training and, and, and recovery that's that's really vital. But yeah. that's something we can speak about some other time. Absolutely, yeah. So so much here, yeah, wealth of information. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so yeah, the final part of the the news I wanted to chat about was obviously the, we had the British indoor champs from a, a Scottish perspective. There's quite a lot of um, yeah results in there, and um, you know some some of the the ones that I'm sure you've got a, a, a sort of affiliation to as well. And um, yeah, so Jenny was you know as as we said we had Jenny on the on the show last last week, uh, so she was running in a, a superb 800 meter field and i think she certainly wasn't under any illusions to you know how strong it would be so do yeah. i kind of talk us through you know the, her result so, so that was the so that that's not the the british indoor championships that's this coming up this weekend oh sorry yeah what, this is the what, indoor what, gp what, wasn't it what, yeah so it was was the muller the muller grand prix yeah. which she was really very fortunate uh, and delighted to get an yeah. to in that top class 800 to face uh, three Olympians. Uh, there was Keely Hodgkinson, there was Natalia uh, Gould, and Katrina Bizet uh, were in the field. Uh, it's an absolutely top-class field. And uh, so a real baptism of fire for, for Jenny. First first yeah. time in that, that kind of environment. Yeah. Uh, and I, think I think I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, it and at the same time... Um, found that initial couple of laps to be pretty challenging. So, so in these kind of races, you know, there's usually a pretty big field. There's a lot of traffic. You try and get out hard, but there's a lot of bumping and, and, yeah. and boring. So she was dead last at, at the at 150 uh, and then tried to get round the field in the next two laps, but running wide on the bends. Yeah. So that, and that, and that's, Pretty challenging. So she was up to she was up to fourth place at four hundred, and and pushed really hard. So that was a plan: get get to four hundred and push hard. But we needed to get to four hundred a bit fresher. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so pushed pushed uh, through four hundred. Was still fourth going into the bell, going into the last lap, just behind Katrina Bizet. Yeah. Um, and uh, then then uh, I think the lactate kind of um, you know picked up in the legs and. Yeah. Uh, but she still finished in her second fastest ever 800 in the yeah, but she was but she was disappointed. <laughs> she was disappointed. <laughs> oh, she's oh, yeah, but uh, but but really a great you know to be part of that kind of of um atmosphere. Uh, and, and and Jenny will be the first to say, you know, this is in the latter stages of her career that that she's catapulted to. Aye. Uh, to 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 the top of, of some of the UK rankings, yeah. which which has been brilliant. It has, yeah. yeah. So, you know, just as we were yeah. saying before, you know, some of your 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 races, your your experiences that she was disappointed, they'll be the ones that she's going to learn so much from. You know, absolutely. So so as you can imagine, we have we have debriefed that for yeah. So, the, so it's the UK Championships coming up this weekend. Jenny's got a World Indoors qualifying time, but so have three other folk. Yeah. Keely Hodgkinson will probably run just the four hundred, but Gemma Ricky and Izzy Buffy, who who've both got got the times, and Izzy Buffy won the one k last weekend, and Gemma had an uncharacteristic run for her. Uh, I think the lactate really caught up with her in, in the last lap. So I think Gemma will be, um, be in a different frame uh, for, for uh, this weekend. Yeah. So, so I think it'll be a really, 
you know, you're going to, whoever, whoever wants to accompany Keely Hodgkinson to the world indoors is going to have to be the UK champion. Yeah. You're going to have to win the race. So, so that's going to be an interesting one. Wow. So I'll be. Then you've got, got, got Guy Learmonth uh, in, the, in the men's 800. Yeah. Guy's got the world uh, qualifier as well. So he'll, he'll be looking to, uh, to get to Belgrade in Serbia. I think it's about the weekend of about the 19th of March or something. Yeah. Erin Wallace as well. She had a great run. Um, oh, Erin, Erin, yeah. So she nicked, she just nicked the time, 48.9. The world qualifiers 4.9. Wow. Um, so she just got in, in inside that. And in fact, I think she's the only one going into that race who's got the world indoor qualifier, which oh, is okay. great. Oh. So so the others in the race, like Adele Tracy and um uh, who are the others? Oh, I've forgotten their names now. Uh, but but they will have to, you know, if they, if they want to go to Belgrade, they're going to have to make the pace hot, and they're going to yeah. have to have to get under that four oh nine. Yeah, yeah. Which is super tough in a you know a stacked field where you're, as you say, you know, you're battling for position and it can. It yeah. Can, so I think I think, indoor, eh? I think to be fair, I think I think generally what happens in in some of these races is they become a bit tactical. Yeah. Um. But you, you know, but I think that if you don't have the qualifying time, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make a decision to to get you know, there's no point doing half measures. Yeah. You know, you can All win right. the race but run 413, you know, what's the point? Yeah. You're not getting anything for it other yeah. than the, the title. Well, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. You, you you're the UK champion. Yeah, you know, let's not let's not belittle that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, yeah. Well, that kind of rounds up some of the the, the news. Um, you know, I think quite interesting. Yeah, lots of things happening in the athletics world in, in Scotland, and uh, yeah, and it's been yeah, it's been great chatting to you. But before you go, we've got one thing that we always do: is the TRS Run of the Week. All right. Okay. Who would you uh, Who would you say from you know the last week would be your your TRS Run of the Week? Um, well, I, th- I think it would, for me, it would be a toss up between Eilish and Jess Piazeki. but yeah. it depends whether, whether you kind of say the TRS athlete's got to be a local athlete. Well, it's funny, well, we, athlete. We, we, we like to say Jess is an ambassador of TRS podcast because she does, uh, you know, she does engage with our, our, our social media and she's been on the podcast before. Uh, so we, we call her an honorary Scott. So oh, right, okay. But, I think I think it's a toss up between the two of them. Eilish so I'll let you choose. I'll let you choose. Yeah, I, I think it's got to be Eilish. I think um, you know, to run a British record for the half, uh, to beat her her um you know, Paula Radcliffe's is yep. phenomenal. Um, you know, obviously Jess, she's got a, a you know to get 250, <laughs> it's uh it's pretty significant. So no, I think I think for me, Eilish, um, but yeah, quite closely followed by by Jess as well. If we're yeah. going from a Scottish, you know, uh, standpoint, we, we, we better say Eilish, eh? So, yeah, congratulations, Eilish. You're the TRS run of the week, so. Well done, Eilish. Yeah. So, so Lewis, what, what's your what's your plans now then? Have you got, you know, I usually ask Tom what, what his next, you know, race is or what his next training run is. Um, you know, what's your, <laughs> what's, what's your, your kind of running well, I don't, I don't have any kind of major plans for races. Uh, I mean, I, as I said to you previously, I'm still running about 50 miles a week. So um, I, I get out 
because I love running. I've, yeah. I've uh, got my new Alpha Flies coming tomorrow, so I'll need to, I'll need to try them out. Oh, yeah. uh, so I suppose I should I should think about if I'm getting fast shoes, I should think about about having a race. But no, no, for me, there's a couple of other things. I'm doing this athletic Scottish Athletics Coach Award, and so I need to get stuck into into elements of that. I've got some assignments to do for this uh, masters, so. Uh, it uh, all compounds in terms of in terms of the timings. So it's funny, you know. Lewis is, is he calls him. He's not retired, really. You, you're busier than ever, no doubt. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you. I, I can. I never imagined Lewis just sitting there, just you know, watching watching TV. You know, for the for the evening. You always, uh, yeah. You, you're someone who's it's in, aspires. I, I aspire to be. You know. It's a, Doing something and doing good. Oh, well, I, kinda, in, so. I think the key, the key is to be interested, to be, I mean, insatiably interested yeah. in elite performance. Yeah. And, and, and Kyle Gregg's uh, running too, which is yeah. really elite. Yeah. Well, I'm I kind of I'm more I'm more into I'm, I'm more into being a kind of uh type of godfather to your kids. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Right, right, yeah. It's no, it's no you. And, and we have to mention the gracious Debbie as well, oh, who's, who's your key support in the background and who makes everything happen for you. Balancing, uh, you know, training between, you know, both both athletes and, and also being coached by the same coach is, uh, you know, has its... Has its, uh, has its ups and downs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, obviously triathlon for her just now and She's trying to get back to a reasonable level for yeah. uh, this season coming as well, postpartum, I suppose. So yeah, it's exciting for for both of us. I think we're good. We're certainly in the upward trajectory in terms of training, and long may it continue. Well, Great thanks stuff. so much for coming on the show, Lewis. And um, yeah, thanks for being a co-host in 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 the absence of Tom. And we will we won't make it as long to get you back on should you want mm. to come back on uh, well I i've loved it so, yeah. so thank you for the invite not a problem it's, it's been a pleasure having you so folks thanks for listening and i hope you find this one super interesting uh you know good luck to everyone racing this weekend at the nationals if you as i said if you want to come and say hello i'll be at the the ats athletics trust scotland tent um just on the course so sit come and say hello and uh change those threats and the uh, challenges so there you go Wee. <laughs> you've learned something <laughs> here's Ali McIver Thank you.
And that's a wrap.